Hey everyone, welcome back again. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Iconist Podcast, where we talk comics and everything geekdom, and we fancast it. And you know, and before we're gonna get right into the show today, but as we see in the title, the icon is Manhunter. Manhunters, right, right. Manhunter, Manhunters. We'll explain why before we start the show. As always. I'm one of your hosts, Barry Carter. Go by Barry3D. See the link down below to find me at Barry3D.com. And always on my side is my cousin, the man, the myth, the legend, the man that makes the tables rock all the way till you just want sleep like Sunday morning like chaos says. Bring it back. Who am I talking about? The one and only DJ Rod C. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode. You're going to have some fun today. All right. What do we have for them? What? Oh, no, sorry, I'm already jumping in. Look, we still got other people we got to say hi and, and, okay. and, and give it a little right, stop. Right. Let, let, let me, I'm just getting myself already. I mean, you know, because you know I got to do that next part, so I'll just get myself yeah, already. Right, you right, can, you keep going, you keep going. Jump right in, I'll jump in when the right time. Let's go. Wait, we got to do our shout-outs, and, and he knows, okay, we said we do a Manhunter. Right? Yeah. We, so we're going to touch really on the Paul Kirk Manhunter, and we're going to get into other... Um, aspects of them but before we got to do a round table so always check out your other um your other podcast we've talked about them before here on the show very simple the, we support the books right wow mm-hmm. comics out in kitchener check swings out in montreal they're behind the show and they're behind us and then the one that makes us look so pretty the man the other lit man the myth the legend the mm. one that keeps us looking pretty Rod, who am i talking about jay Bird Digital Arts. Let's go. Yo. If you need posters, templates, or Mm. any kind of media done for any event you have coming up or a project that you're working on, reach out to Jay Bird Digital Arts. You'll see his link at the end of the show. And, you know, he's done this for our show. He's done it for the other show I'm on, which is a touch of great matter. We are back for season three. Wow. And, you know, we're getting out the ring rust, as we like to say. We're on year two of the Iconist podcast. Man, love it. Get to work with my cousin all the time, best friend, and, and out to the masses, and love hearing back from everybody. So we've heard from some people before. Mm-hmm. We have a lot more planned up. And as I said, I know we're trying to diversify a little bit, as I said before. And, and yeah, so right now we're on a little bit of a DC kick. We're going to get back to our Marvel stuff. We're going to get oh, back yeah. to our cartoons and movies and all that. It's just we want to make it fair because there's enough to go around and there's no favoritism here. Even balance. balance Even balance. Whew. That brings us to hmm. our project today. We are going to talk about, we are going to fan cast it, we're going to discuss it, and hopefully you all enjoy it. And remember, like, subscribe, and share. Don't let the channel be a secret. If you want to do a one-time tip, we have a coffee page. And we have exclusive-only videos up on Patreon. Sign up. We'll shout out your names. So we're pushing all this because we like what we do. We hope you like what we do. And we just want to keep on growing. It's all about moving forward. Right? Mm -hmm. Cool beans. On that note, as I said, we are talking about Paul Kirk Manhunter. Ah. This, this, now, now, this character, this, this character goes back a ways, right? His first appearance, Paul Kirk Manhunter, first appearance was in Adventure Comics number 58 back in January of 1941. That was a long time ago. Damn, I love history. 
comic book history. Right. Uh, you, you, and yeah, even yeah, some right, of your history. Right on. Like, you know, I know when we got into Canadian history, some of it was very interesting. And some of it, you know, when the teachers kind of explained it to us, it's like, so we did a lot of walking, like Lord of the Rings, right? We just walked from one side to the other side, carrying canoes overhead, just to say, okay, we got the beaver pelts. Let's go. <laughs> oh, we beaver pelts. Yes. <laughs> you know, we've got the beaver pelts. Let's go. Uh, so that's what it is. Adventure Comics, 1950, and uh, number 58 in 1941. So this predates. DC Comics. Hmm. But it's been touched by the greatness. And when I say greatness, this character was one of these characters was at the time didn't seem as a big character, was created by Jack Kirby. Let's do it. Mr. JK, sorry. let's go. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I didn't I gotta say I gotta put some respect on his name. Jack the <laughs> King Kirby. <laughs> let's do it. All right. Right, right. And why, and for any new listeners, if you wonder why people say his name with such reverence, mm. it's simply because of this. Without Jack Kirby, we would not have the majority of the Marvel universe. Definitely. We wouldn't have the majority, you know, uh, of the DC universe and a lot of independent stuff. And even after he left those two big houses, you know, those two big houses, he still did a lot of stuff independently up to when he passed away in his, yeah. you know, late eighties. He was still drawing and putting out work. If you see Captain Victory, so he was still going. He, personal projects and all that, we've talked about what before. Uh, Thunder the Barbarian, mm-hmm. he was behind Thunder the Barbarian by laying out the groundwork for him. If you see any art of Thundar, especially where he's got his sun sword and he's got his hand coming forward, and you're like, that looks like Jack Kirby? It's Jack Kirby. They just overdid his lines, but that was Jack Kirby. So Jack the King Kirby, behind a lot of stuff. Foundation. Now, in the famous words of one of our past guests, uh, Larry Smith, when we were talking about the Blue Beetle, Larry Smith said a, a, a line that sticks to me up to now. Mm. He says, "DC, sorry, Marvel creates, DC appropriates." This is so true in this instance where Paul Kirk was Manhunter mm. in Adventure Comics, and then DC bought Adventure Comics and got those mm. characters. Right when Paul Kirk was showing up. He was a, a plain clothes. He didn't have the costume. He was a plain clothes guy running around. And he came from, he came from money, <laughs> right? He was a hunter. He kind of yeah. got disillusioned from being a big game hunter. Didn't have the same thrill for him anymore. Right. So it's almost to a certain degrees, I guess, I guess crisscrossing with Craven the Hunter. Good. Yep. Right. Origin wise. And, and he had a friend who was a detective on the police force. And he goes, Hey, man. If you're so done with, you know, you don't get the same thrill from chasing big game anymore, you should use your manhunting skills because your, your tracking abilities is phenomenal. Right. That you should use those to hunt down criminals. Criminal and minds. Him and Han and him and Han and I don't know and I'll see and next thing you know, um, that person who was a part of the, the, the sect of the manhunters who was trying to almost bring him in at the time. He said, yeah, I, I guess I can do it. And he made himself a, a classic costume, but then that detective ended up dying. And of course, every hero starts with tragedy. Hmm. You know, that was his friend, Justice! So up until then, he was doing Paul Kirk playing clothes, just tracking people down, bringing them into justice. That's how he's dealing with him. When his friend died who was on the police force, uh, he turned around and was like, Justice! And went out to bring them down. And he put on just a very plain costume. Now, the costume was all red costume. 
he gave himself like a silver face, right? You know, he had on blue gloves, blue boots, a blue belt. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And the the costume was head to toe, all red except for the silver face, blue gloves, blue belt. You know, no weapons. He he didn't use any weapons. He just tracked down people and it was give him the old fisticuffs. Fisticuffs. Give it a kind of similarity to the Phantom, the purple. Yep. It had a similar type yes. of trademark right there at that point. Yes. So, yeah. Yes, absolutely. That, that that good call out on that one. So that's where he came back. So, you know, Paul Kirk was originally, so he's depicted as a non-costume independent investigator. That's what he kind of went into and solving police crimes. And that was in the forties throughout his, uh, his series titled and his series was just called Paul Kirk slash Manhunter. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. He didn't use like you know the Manhunter name. It was just Paul Kirk Manhunter. He didn't just go by Manhunter uh, as an alias. That that was his full name, and that was ran from Adventure Comics from issue number fifty-eight up to number seventy-two. So as I said, January of nineteen forty-one to March of nineteen forty-two is when his comic ran for this mm-hmm. character, right? And then beginning in Adventure Comics number nineteen, uh, sorry, number seventy-three, Joel Simerson and Jack Kirby established a new Manhunter. You know, so that so this is where it kind of changes, and this is where a lot of stuff comes in. So when I say Jack Kirby's behind it. Jack Kirby saw what was done, turned around, and said, "Oh, we're going to change him up a little bit," and called him uh, what was his name here? I have it written down, Rick, uh, Rick Nelson, Rick Nelson, good strong name. <laughs> and I'm not making fun of it. I'm just having fun with it. Two different things, mm-hmm. right? He returns to the big game and goes to Empire City. You know, so it, it really ran that way and then it even fell into quality comics you know had to introduce a costume hero called you know manhunter and police comics number eight in march mm-hmm. 1942 so you know uh the manhunter name was uh you know then uh, donald dan richards was named the manhunter so it had a lot of history before that and it ties in to the green lantern Corps. how how is that please explain well, I will. <laughs> Thank you for opening the door, Rod. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So how DC really came across, and we're going with the Paul Kirk version, is Paul Kirk, this original Manhunter, that costume, disillusion, went through the whole thing, was fighting crime, and he kind of walked away from it. He's like, hey, you know, um, I've, I've moved back now to Africa just to be a big game hunter. I not really wanted to be the superhero tracking people down anymore. I've kind of gotten this out of his system. Yeah. He's, you know, kind of done with society a little bit. He just wants to, it's his retirement. Bottom line, that's what he wants to do. So while he's out hunting, he sees a lion and he has his gun. Of course, he's a big game hunter, right? So picture, you know, the safari outfit that they would wear back then, right? The puffy pants is, you know, picture almost a, Sean Connery's character from, you know, Game of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I mean, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Right on. Dressed almost similar to that way. He's got the big long rifle. He's got the pants, the jacket. Okay, fine. He gets out there. He sees a lion. He goes to shoot the lion, but on purpose, he misses because the hunt is what the thrill is for him. It's not the kill. Two different right. things. Mm-hmm. So he, he would get there, Pull the trigger, missed on purpose. You know, absolutely, it runs off. He's like, ah, okay, cool. Still got my skills. You know, I'm not trying to take any lives because there's nothing behind it. But the shot inadvertently startled a bull elephant. 
If you want to see what a bull elephant is, everyone, you have Google. It's a huge, angry animal at times. I mean, it startled it, right? So what's it going to do? Charge! Not a regular elephant. A bull elephant. (laughs) Yep, yep. Yeah, one step down from Mastodon. Okay, so um, you know what happens when a man with no powers fights an elephant? Does he win or does he lose? What's the chance? Uh, there's no winning when it comes to a regular elephant. And if it's a bull elephant, uh, it's not a fight. Mm. <laughs> you're a flea and you just got How flicked. can you run? I'm about to say, if you're a flea, you got flicked. How run can you fly? Run. Don't How fast be... can you flee out of there? Uh, let's see. Fight. A bull elephant, I, once again, you can Google it, everyone. I don't know how fast they run, but let me tell you something. They run faster than someone on two legs. You got four legs. You're doing four times the speed, and you bring in four times the force and power. He got trampled. That didn't make it. He didn't make it. He didn't. He, he didn't make it. Uh, it wasn't looking good for the home team. Uh, once again, what we say earlier in this podcast, you know, every hero starts with tragedy. Tragedy. <laughs> right. So that being said, how can we start a show where the main character is dead? No one ever dies in comics. Not mm. even Barry Allen. Oh, so true. He was one of the longest, and they finally brought him back, right? When I say finally, I mean a couple of years ago, of course, right? But yeah, no one fully dies in comic books and land in comic books, even to the point where Dick Grayson said in one of the issues, like someone's like, hey, Batman's dead, aren't you worried? And Dick Grayson's reaction as Nightwing turned around is like, no, he'll he'll be back. (laughs) He's like, I've noticed something. We really don't die, do we? (laughs) It's not within our contract, man. We got to stay alive. Stay alive. If Stay Dick Grayson uh, as Nightwing uh, is turning around uh, and saying in the uh, DC universe, I think he was talking to Superman, it's like, are you, Batman's dead, aren't you worried about him being dead? No. We never really die. He goes, think of it. Who died and came back? He's like, you came back. Uh, and then Dick Grayson walks away. <laughs> and this is Bruce. You know he's stubborn. So, <laughs> right there. Bruce will be back. Don't worry. Batman will still live He'll be again. back. And there's a reason why we're mentioning Batman in this episode. So, Paul Kirk turns around, ends up getting trampled by a bull elephant. The organization, this known as a council, was an organization by 10 scientists at the time. And they realized mm-hmm. that mankind can almost, we pretty much can kill ourselves. We made the atomic bomb, nuclear weapons are there. They got together as 10 scientists from around the world, very brilliant scientists, started this group called the council and said to themselves, we got to find the, a, a way to help out mankind. The 10 of us, regardless of borders, have to get together and we got to stop mankind from destroying itself. What can we do? So they came in with very noble ideals mm-hmm. to deal with this whole situation. And they were going to approach Paul Kirk because they said, well, we need, um, even though we are a think tank, we need to have guards and enforcers to help, and, and field operatives that carry out some of these things that need to be done or people that we have to you know, interact with to protect ourselves and you know, our field agent. And they were planning on reporting Paul Kirk. And then next thing you know, one guy turns around and busts off. Yeah, about Paul. <laughs> he, you didn't hear what happened? You didn't know what happened? He, um, um, so, so bull here, elephant funny story. And him. Yeah, funny story. Um, no. So yeah. what happened was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, excuse me, you guys are smart scientists. Like, yeah, yeah, we are. Can I ask you a scientific question? Sure. Mm. Go ahead, Minion. What happens if a man wants to fight a bull elephant? Okay, this is a knock-knock joke. Um, the elephant always wins. 
Yeah. So uh, let's take that scenario and put in Paul. <laughs> you were asking about Paul. You remember Paul? Yeah. So he was out. You know, all we just got to report. Um, <laughs> Mr. Kurt didn't make it. What do you mean Mr. Kurt didn't make it? Can we have an interview with him next week? Yeah. Like we were saying, you wanted to find Kurt. He found Kurt. It wasn't looking good. It wasn't looking good at all. The, the, we we found we cut the Kirk when the bull elephant stopped running and we got him off the bottom of his foot. <laughs> right, right. This is what we scraped. This is what we found. Right, we found him. Yeah, yeah. So the, the council turns around and it's like, well, he was the best candidate. He's got the tracking skills. He already has the the this manhunter mindset. He, he, he was perfect for us. What's death? <laughs> What's death got to do with it? Right, just like you know, Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it? What's to do? Got to do with it? Uh, what's death got to do with his passing? So we take him down to our laboratories, put him in a test tube, and watch all the glory. We bring him back after a few years. Then we turn around, say, "Look here, Paul. Have no fears." Yeah, I know I can't sing, but that's how y'all got it today. Paul Kirk was, you know, they brought, they, they found his body, brought it back to their headquarters, put him in the lab, worked on him, and brought him back. And he woke up uh, almost like a decade or, you know, uh, later, like nine years have passed or something like that at this point from the time he mm-hmm. died to the time they brought him back. And when they brought him back, they pulled this whole, you know, Steve Austin, we can make him better. Yep. They gave him. <laughs> They oh, gave man. him like nanobots inside of his body to bring him back. So they, they gave him a healing factor. You know, mm-hmm. they made him like they said, almost like more, almost near indestructible, so to speak, that he can't just die mm-hmm. from, you know, regular conventional weapons. Yeah. In a sense, like he gets shot by a machine gun at one point and he heals and gets back up. Oh, so let's see here. Uh, we have a secret society that brought back a man who died years before. Healing factor. Enhanced strength and senses, and, mm-hmm. and gave him a very colorful costume. So the and that costume was supposed to represent the rank he was supposed to be, and he was supposed to be their top enforcer. So he's already a good hand to hand combatant. He's got the tracking skills. He's got the mm-hmm. weapon skills. Mm-hmm. And when they brought him back, they had him trained by a ninja master. Wow. Okay. Let's be wrapping up. So first of all, here's my similarities I've seen here. You bring back a guy that's been out of time for like nine years. That that to me is Captain America feels. Mm-hmm. Right? Captain America block of ice. This guy was dead. Both came out. Both soldiers or, or, or fighters, I should say, in that aspect. Then you enhanced him and gave him a healing factor. Mm. Looking at you, Department H. Looking at you. you don't know Department H, read your Wolverine. Right. <laughs> You know, we can make him better. This this is a whole scenario right there. And then said, you're going to lead our force. And he explained to him what was going on. And he's like, I'm down. Thanks for bringing me back. And you're training me a ninja? Uh, a ninja. (laughs) That's right. That's Daredevil right there. And Daredevil and Stick trained him to be a ninja. Nice. Nice. Okay. Okay. You see, it, there's a lot, and, we, and we're just, he hasn't done nothing yet. All he's done is been a big game hunter. Did we had to do 
quit, die, brought back to life, and here he is. Boom. We haven't even gotten to the rest of the story yet. Mm. And that there is a lot of meat on that bone. Facts. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, as we move on to the second rendition of Paul Kirk. So, the first one is him playing clothes, right? Adventure comics. Mm -hmm. Got it. Golden age. Golden age, right? And then, and then, then, you know, he comes back. Back again. Yeah, you know. And Walter Simerson gets his hands on this character. And that's where me as a young, young man jumped onto this character because I like the, like, I mean, the costume was cool. I mean, it was a very flamboyant looking costume, right? And, and, you know, so the costume was like baseline, it's all red up to the elbows where the sleeves are wide open. He's got on like a west, a white exposed vest. He's got two shuriken, one on each side. He's got these kind of boots that are white with blue on top of it that hold in a, what you call a Bundy blade. So it's a, it's a long blade, but it's held like in a fist kind of thing as a point. He's got a gun on his hip, which has an extension in his, in his outfit too. So, you know, his depth fit is like bulletproof. He's got an extended, you know, um, uh, right, pistol. I mean, part, so you turn the gun into like a rifle almost kind of thing. Right. Mass the whole nine yards. This is Manhunter. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and they always saw he's playing Manhunter 1 and Manhunter 2, even though they used the same name, Paul Kirk. So we're going to go with Manhunter 2, Paul Kirk. And that's, you know, and you see that, uh, sorry, not, uh, as a Walt, right. Walt, uh, Simerson. Walt Simerson. Or Simerson. Uh, uh, Simonson. There we go. Simon, Walt Simonson. I mean, we all know I'm bad with names. Did the art for this book. And it gave it an international spy kind of thriller. Mm. His art conveyed that very well. It was, you know, a, a small little series. And it ran as just really, at first, backup issues in some of the Batman uh, adventure comics. Detective Comics. Yep. Detective Comics. Thank you very much. But they put it all together at one point, And I was like, wicked. It was like, I, I couldn't get enough of this, this, you know, uh, 70s revival of the character. It was, it was beautiful. Like, I mean, it was, uh, Archie, Go- uh, Archie Goodwin, you know, had the idea for the backup story in Detective Comics and they got together and, you know, it was an eight page short story in the backup, yeah. uh, of Detective Comics and in issue number 437, right? So 437. I thought it was. And that's where I came across it. And I'm like, you know, reading Batman at the time. I'm like, okay, cool. And Batman, that storylines were good. You're in there. And then you get these backup issues. So this is outside of DC Showcase. This would have been phenomenal if DC Showcase would have ha- given them the full thing. But this is how these introduce new characters. Like, oh, we'll give you an eight-page backup story. All right, cool. So I'm getting like two stories for the price of one. And this one worked for me. I'm like, I need to know more about this character. Right? Up. What what was your experiences? You know, I know you read the the book there a little bit, Rod, and, and then gone. What was your take on it? He's a, he's an adventurous. He's an adventurous type of guy. Um, definitely, you can see his parallel from his as they as they gave us the base that he was a uh, a hunter. You know, the gamesman in that particular sense. Yeah, you know, mentioning about him fighting crime and everything like that. So definitely, that was all the basis. Like I, like Barry was saying to him so you can see it now he's he is that type of individual that's just like in the dark of the night you know you know 
only the shadow knows what's in the hearts of men type of things. Right. He's just right. coming on in his bright red, like daredevil. So it's like, okay. Again, simulation, just getting similar to other characters. Maybe we won't say who and what, but <laughs> <laughs> no mercy, no mercy. Listen, he basically used his skill to get in to do what he had to do. Finally, when we we're finding out that, you know, he got revived, he became like uh, a clone. He basically, you know, there were clones of him. He, to, he got, he, they, 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 they generated his life and, you know, brought him back, whatever. Yes, you'll right. in, and you'll see that there were some, there were clones of him as well. So he, uh, this is where Barry is saying that he was now the leader of the, the, the group or the manhunters in that sense. And that's why I said manhunters is plural because there were multiple of them later on. You'll see it, you know, as I mentioned now, but his whole arc of being that type of daredevil type of action type of guy, um, he, he was just basically all action. You know what? Yeah. You, you, you can see the similarities in the sense that this is the, you know, his outfit and everything like that have that type of, um, you call it um like the sailor type of boots like captain america yes early rendition of captain america so you can see that they're basically parallel like this guy is all about action he's coming in and he just like barry said fisticuff he he had his he has this uh his strength in uh, ninja stars in that sense he had a couple other two items whatever the case to be but he was all hands-on he did not rely on any type of pistols or guns or anything artillery that way he was more i'm within reach i'm taking you out i feel sorry for you hope you got your hope you got your affairs in order <laughs> it's, it's in the words of the thing it's clobbering time it's clobbering that's what, time that's yes. what it is so that's what i that's what i took from him so yeah he was it, it's a, it's a good it was a good he's a good character and pointing out um, yeah, because I only, I, I read a couple of issues and everything like that because it came right. at the back end of Batman, um, uh, detective, uh, de- de- uh, detective comics. He has that type of feel that he would maybe be able to handle himself and hold himself against the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, he, he, he might just give Dark Knight just a little like, ooh, you're making me sweat. But, there's not a lot of people who make the man sweat. So like no. saying, oh, you, 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 you might do some good. You might, you might say, oh, you're making me work. Oh, I yeah, haven't yeah, used this ain't, this ain't an easy takedown. It's an easy takedown. I, I, I haven't used, I haven't used this skill on page 47 in a long time. <laughs> Hold a second. Oh yeah, I remember how to do this. <laughs> oh, with uh, the sweat. But it's a good boy. Page I like it. We're gonna kill him. We're gonna kill him. But I'm not, you know, I don't kill. Sorry. Batman don't kill. I'm gonna take him down. But he makes you work. I like it. I like it. You can keep it. Yeah, that, you know right? that, that kind of scenario. That kind of scenario. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I went off. I went off track. But and I'll track back. We'll say that Manhunter. He is a very serious character. <laughs> that is very. Um, he's very athletic. He is good. He 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 he's strong. Yeah. Okay, I'll stop it there. Yeah, that you know that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. See. <laughs> And and this is to show you how it was. So so back when this book was going, so back in 1973, mm-hmm. the council turns around and says, "We want you to kill someone from Interpol, one of the higher up agents. Uh, you know, people at Interpol because they're inter- they're they're starting to look more into the council. But at the same time, the council was also doubting his loyalty. Like they're seeing that at times he kind of he asked a lot of questions, and they're mm-hmm. seeing from his character that even though they brought him back and they've tried somewhat ish brainwashing parts of him, as you said, Rod, they turned around, they made clones. Now the clones, he didn't know." The clones were of him. He just saw all these men 
dressed the exact same way as him, but in all in black. And they were full out face mask. Mm-hmm. Right? So the council turns around and says, yeah, we, we have a mission for you. And he's like, oh, finally, after all these years, you guys have been training me. You did all this stuff for me. All right. What's your mission? It's like, we need you to go here and assassinate this person. Mm. Okay. Right? He's working with his ninja master who kind of drops little hints of be your own man. Don't listen to the council 100%. So this is where right. the door starts opening that maybe the council's not as, um, as, 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 as genuine, nice, as genuine as, as, genuine as they portray themselves to be. Mm. So when Kirk goes on that first mission, to kill the the person there, the agent from Interpol, he gets there and he realizes, like, I can't do this. I'm not a cold-blooded killer. I've never been. I, I owe them a lot, but I just can't just kill a man for no reason. What? I don't have no investment against this. So he turns around and he says, hey, I was sent to kill you. And the, and the guy is like, wait a minute. They go, no, no, no. I'm not going to kill you, but I want to help you fake your death so this way no one goes hunting for you again. Just go. Fair enough. And this organization is worldwide, you know, and then all of a sudden the other agents from the council show up dressed, you know, uh, for say it's a purpose, we'll say the clones. But at this point, Kirk didn't know they're the clones. So Kirk mm-hmm. ends up fighting them. You know, he, he, he kills one of them in self-defense and then he pulls off or he sees their face and he's like, wait a minute. That's me. Not only did the council bring me back. Thank you. They turned around and made me made clones of me. No, thank you. You've taken away my identity. And now I'm truly starting to see the true colors of what's going on. So Paul at this point says, Rebellion! And starts fighting the council. Their so-called greatest agent became their greatest enemy. Flip the switch. You know what I mean? Exactly. He, he went from, you know, supposedly supposed to be a heel... But oh my god! In wrestling terms, he was really a babyface all along. Hmm. 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 So he starts fighting. He starts fighting them, and he's fighting clones of himself, and he doesn't want clones of himself running around. So he has right. no problem killing off a clone because he doesn't see them as real people. And two, they're just copies of him. He wants to reclaim his identity by cleansing being the original. Yep. Right. Getting rid of all of them. So he's hunting him down. Now during this time that he's hunting down and killing clones, to anyone on the outside, you're just gonna think, oh, some guy, some assassin's running around just murdering people, like left, right, and center. And now, of course, we brought in Interpol. I think this was a good group to bring in. It didn't bring just the local police or whatever, because Interpol is like worldwide when mm-hmm. you watch it, right? It's international police force kind of thing. Uh, so they go around and one agent named Christine saw, you know, Paul Kirk, the original kill right. off a clone. But since there was distance between the two of them, she didn't really see his face. Right. She just ran up and saw the dead clone. And it's like, this man has been turning around and killing off people. I got to stop this, you know, mass murder. So it starts chasing after him. So at this point in the in his stories, brought back to life, retrained as a ninja, healing factor, the whole nine yards, finds out what cloned. Mm-hmm. See, so he's fighting the council. They're hunting him down. Mm-hmm. He's trying to defend everyone else, but he's being chased by Interpol. So not does he have one organization after him. He has two prominent organizations after them. And he's trying to save himself, save mm-hmm. people, and bring them down at the same time. He went from, oh, yeah, I'm retired to, I'm back, baby. Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? 
which brings him into a lot of content. And this is what gives it that whole worldwide international espionage feel, appeal to his storylines, how Walt drew them, how it was written by, by Archie. It was so, it, it was like six issues or eight issues altogether. Right. So good. Like I didn't have enough of this character. So this is where it came into. And near the end, he finally turns around. He, he's able to prove to Christine is like, Hey, the reason I'm killing him, I'm killing clones of myself. This look, we all look the same. He brought her proof. She saw what was going on. The true intentions of the council come up that they weren't really all that honorable. They didn't want to save the world. They wanted to take it over. <laughs> what are we going to do tomorrow, brain? As we do every night, Pinky. Big plans will take over the world. Yes. Right. AKA the council. Exactly. So this goes back to what he's done. Now, at the end of his story run, he's hunting down a lot of the clones. He goes in there. He's able to detonate a bomb in the council's headquarters, kills off everybody, including himself. But then you realize after he didn't get all the clones. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. Now, if we go back to his original things when he was brought in before he died, so, you know, pre, you know, uh, Paul Kirk, uh, you know, uh, we'll say uh, Archie and, and, and Walt Walt's version of it. Okay. We'll go and say Jack Kirby. So let's say Jack Kirby's version. He was brought in by the council of the man hunters and the man hunters. He didn't meet, um, one of the sect from them and he kind of got an introduction to them and then kind of separated. Then he had his own run. Where this, the one we're talking about today, you know, the second version, which was right. Archie's and Walt's Manhunter, never really interacted much with the Manhunters. Now, at parallel to this, I'm going to put a pin in this, and I'm just going to mention, the original Manhunters were the police force of the Guardians of Oa. Oh, indeed. <laughs> right? So if you're wondering, if you're not sure, if you're just a casual fan or you're not sure, these are the people that are behind the Green Lantern Corps. They're the, the little blue aliens that form the Green Lantern Corps these as a police force for the universe. Right. And the reason they follow the Green Lantern Corps is because at first they had Manhunters, which were just androids that they made to do this role. They say, well, they're androids. They won't get tired, you know, and they have their, uh, their, their motto where no, uh, was it? No one escapes the Manhunters. Because they hunt down anyone that does a crime. Right. Now, of course, the Manhunters took that a little bit extreme. So it wasn't the fact that, oh, you went and killed somebody, the Manhunters are going to come and get you. And the Manhunters had a very similar look mm-hmm. that Paul Kirk had originally when Jack Kirby started drawing him, right? So they were on the red and blue. They had a silver mask. They had batons. They were able to, you know, they're androids, right? They were able to fly, go through space, patrol, right. and they're almost like a hive mind. Where they went, as I said, they went a little bit too far, where no evil escapes the Manhunter. So they would hunt down people and kill people. Okay, if you kill somebody, they would kill you. All right. Uh, they try to keep the balance that way. If you jaywalked, that was evil, <laughs> you were done. If you parked in a handicapped spot and you're not handicapped, you were done. The law? You said against the law? Yes, it is. You committed a crime. Committed. Right. <laughs> All you people on the 401. Y'all, y'all, if the Manhunters existed, you wouldn't be here because what I mean by that is the speed limit says 100 kilometers. And if you do 101, you're breaking the law. Come on, now, a lot of us on the 401 are doing about 120, so let's not lie. 
if you went out in LA, you can't do, you can't speed in LA because the traffic's so bad. You can walk faster than you can drive. So our boy Derwin knows that, right? Shout out to Derwin. Yeah. Got to bring him on the show. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a special thing for to get him on the show in the future. Okay. Um, so that anything, you know, you do something wrong. Their their methods mm-hmm. are very extreme, and then they the the guardians all realize like, oh, we this is not good. This is not what we wanted. We didn't want a dictator, you know, a dictatorship. We wanted yeah. a police force. Right. You know, so they tried to stop them. There was a rebellion. The Manhunters went, fought the, the Guardians all. Most of them were destroyed. Some of them went into hiding, right? Mm-hmm. It was like the, you know, the Guardians all pulled a, well, we're not going to take this Ordi 66 business. Try us. <laughs> nice. Everybody scatter, scatter, scatter. Well, yeah. So um, some of them came down to Earth and, and one came to Earth and started hiding out and started to still use because the androids weren't like dumb, they were smart and they very they would be forward thinking. They just wouldn't just take orders and follow through like robots. So when they came, when one of them came to Earth, hiding out, said, "Hey, I'm gonna start uh, and integrate with the humans." So hit out in the Himalayas, started a cult, so to speak, about the man hunters and preaching the goodness of it by hiding this true intentions, got people to join. Right. This show is not political. But clearly, you know, if you have someone with a cause, a lot of time, you'll find someone to join that cause. That's all I got to say. Good or bad, I don't care where you fall on the spectrum. Everyone believes in something. You have one person that pitches it well, they'll follow. So this is what happened. They started following. And he, he, you know, and now we're getting back to Paul Kirk. Paul Kirk realized, you know, the Manhunters. What was going on? Who was part of this group? The Order. The Order was an offshoot of the Manhunters, the original Manhunter, because they were dealing with the android. This is where they got some of their advanced technology from. This is where they brought people in. So they had people that were politicians and people that were, you know, CEOs and and leaders of Mm -hmm. industry business. So they got the higher ups, the cream of the crop to join their group, so to speak. And then they had, of course, your foot soldiers. So he was bringing down that whole organization. So when that, when he crushed the council he didn't stop the man hunters he didn't stop the man hunter movement on earth mm-hmm. some clones still existed so what they say loosely and if you want to put it together it might be a little bit sloppy but it's still kind of cool that one of his clones said yeah we get what the original was doing i'm going to carry on his work mm-hmm. and another one of the clones said I get what the original was doing, but I'm more down with the council. I'm going to carry on their work. Yin and yang. At that point. Right. But they didn't talk to each other. Just, you know. Just, just did it. They just did know. it, right? Like, you know, they're in different parts and they had different ideologies. So the one that carried on Paul Kirk's work still put on that, uh, that red and blue and white costume. Mm-hmm. And you can read some of their adventures in the secret, his adventures in the Secret Society of Supervillains, where he joined that group. You know, with all the villains trying to always throt the, the, the DC villains under, uh, DC, was it, uh, uh, Flashman? The guy's name's Flashman. You find out, you know, he had his own identity. But the reason that Manhunter worked for him, he tried to carry on like he was a villain, but he was really a good guy infiltrating the group and he was kind of guiding it towards a certain way. And he turned around and used that group to fight Darkseid. So they had their own run. And when Darkseid came in from Apocalypse, he's like, we gotta fight him. It's like, uh, I know we're villains, but if he takes over the Earth, what are you guys going to take over? Oh, crap. 
So, you know, you got like Angleman yeah. and you got Gorilla Gord and you got Reverse Flash, you know, who are all part of the team. It, they're like, oh, well, let's fight him. And sure yeah, enough, the enemy of Miami is my friend. And there we go. Yeah, oh, that's it. The enemy of my enemy, right? So they got into a fight. Near the end, they were able to push back Darkseid. Darkseid's going through a boom tube, and Paul Kirk jumps through there with another bomb. Boom! Trying to kill off Darkseid. So he sacrificed himself. <laughs> we all know... <laughs> he might have just said it earlier. <laughs> um, no. So when a man fights a bull elephant... Darkseid... Darkseid is the epitome of a bull elephant. He's a bull elephant's father. He, he's, right? he's, he's a grand wizard. He, he's a chief. So Darkseid's still here with us? <laughs> that particular Paul show, Kirk is not. Just to show you what the ratio of what happened on that point. Uh, 100% Darkseid, zero Kirk. Uh, yeah, that's where we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was, the, that was that version of it. Then the other version of Paul Kirk turned around and he started a cult. He got with that alien and he started continuing, well, not a cult, a sect, right? Mm-hmm. And still continue that mindset of getting popular people in there, people of power in there underneath him, you know, carrying on the whole mind hunter, mind, man hunter, hunter. credo mm-hmm. from like, the council point of view and worked and he brought in, they brought in another man hunter. So this brings in the next man hunter, which is, you know, and, and I know there's more than this after this, but we're only going to this part and because the story's really intertwined and brought in, um, Mark Shaw. So Mark Shaw's uncle was part of the man hunters and they had their, you know, secret society, and they had a little medallion like a lion that they would use to magically communicate to their head guy. And Mark at the time was kind of disillusioned. He was a lawyer. He was fed up of seeing criminals get away with stuff. He thought the legal system was not as strong as it should have been. And his uncles recruited him to, hey, you should join this this group. It'll help out make people better. And he's like, okay, what is it called? And he's like, oh, it's the Manhunters. It's like, oh, right. And he was kind of, okay. And he went with his uncle. He ended up joining him. He put on the classic costume. Mm-hmm. He joined them. He went out there on a couple of missions, and then he realized, like, wait a minute, you guys aren't trying to make things better. You guys are just trying to take off people, kill people off. So Mark Shaw, as the Manhunter, had a different costume. He changed his costume up, gave it a different look mm-hmm. altogether. He he went and he helped out a lot in the in his story arc. Really stood out, stands out in the three issue miniseries Invasion by DC Comics, mm-hmm. and then there's the uh, the Judas Directive which was a crossover where all the secret agencies within DC were fighting each other because they were betrayed, you know, with Sarge Steele going, you know, Amanda Waller. So that's like, you know, uh, you're getting like check, checkmate. You're getting right. suicide squad. You're getting, or also known as task force X. You're, you're getting all these other secret agencies that operate within DC, non-superhero or, or you know, or non-superpowered, should say, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. And he was a key person in that fight, trying to get things straight. And he had his own villain that he had to fight, which was a uh, Dumas, which is a kind of a shapeshifter kind of person. Yeah. And he wore the Florida leaf on his costume, and and that was his person that he fought. So he had his own series that ran, I think, like 24 issues or something like that. It could be a little bit more. And Mark Shaw went from that. He was more of a womanizer and tried to work as a private, uh, like a, 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 almost like a private, like a hero for hire, I should say. Right. right? And he had a very similar costume. You know, he got by, and and I like that run. But during that run, you realize a couple of things. That near the end of that run, he goes back and he realizes what's happening with the Manhunters. He's realizing, okay, the Manhunters are kind of coming back. He goes back to the Himalayas. He right. sees the android fights him. Then he sees why they use a lion. 
because you have this alien who's there in the Himalayas, who's like a humanoid version of a lion. It's got the lion head, the body. It's like very, you know, humanoid with, with like, you know, bionics on it. And the lion says, hey, you know what? Thank you for rescuing and fighting this robot who was keeping me oppressed. I'm now free. By the way, you know, as a manhunter, I want you to be my agent here on Earth. Here's a new battle staff, a new baton, which had very similar powers to a Green Lantern ring. And Mark Shaw used it for a mission or his last story arc before they wrapped it up. And he says, yeah, I can't keep this. This is this is too powerful for me to have. Mm -hmm. Now, the whole Mark Shaw part, you find out that Mark was he was brainwashed when he was brought in originally. And he even didn't know that he was brainwashed. You find out that the main villain he was fighting, Dumas, was a shapeshifter. And you find out later on that was Mark. Like Mark was his own villain. Like he had a split personality, and and he goes on to a whole different story arc. And we will maybe cover if you want to know more. We'll cover that in the second part on just really focusing on Mark. But the person that recruited Mark and the person that recruited his uncle was a clone of Paul oh. Kirk. Mm-hmm. The beat I'm goes on. Obviously, the beat goes on. Yeah, man, and and the only part after that was when the original sacrificed himself to the to stop the council, the Interpol agent Christine, the Ninja Master Asuno uh, Natobi yeah. said, "We can't let his leg- legacy die. He has to go on, and, and we are going to go through, you know, continuing his fight to f- chase down the other Manhunters." So that that was, you know, Paul Kirk clone Dark Side. Right? Okay, he's gone. The other one from the um starting from the new Mark Shaw one, he was killed off. Right. And then but there's still more clones out there. And then one last clone that we talk about is he changed his name, he switched it backwards. So instead of going by Paul Kirk, he went by Kirk Kirk. DePaul. And he joined and his costume was black and white, but same look, and he joined a DC group called Power. Uh or Power but I think it was Power. And and he joined that group. And and he was around for a while. His character was still interesting. I liked it, right, with his personality and his and his and and how he intertwined with that that group. I think it was really a fun, cool. But then he brought back Christine and of course Asuno Asuno to say, "Wait a minute, which version of the spectrum of Paul do you fall on?" Right, and that that was story. So sorry, I know I've done a lot of talking, Rod. What do you got to say, man? <laughs> no, listen. Um, definitely, definitely loving how the story how the story is intertwining. With so many different characters and so many different DC uh, alumni, from Oa to the Green Lantern Corps, um, basically now connecting back to the second one to Mark Shaw and everything like that. You can tell by this by this storyline that this character has he has an arc. He has he has some he has some deep roots, and it's not yeah. a, like a one off. He's yeah. definitely um, basically the best way of looking at it. Being brought in by Jack Kirby, thank you for that. Rest in peace. Thank you for that, for bringing this character in. But also thank you to Archie and Walt to give him a second life uh, in the 70s and basically able to give him now they're intertwined into different characters uh, going along and going forward. Uh, I would definitely say that this, that the Paul Kurt Mark Shaw could definitely be uh, expanded more. And yes. definitely wanted to hear more about that. But definitely in regards to the second half in regards to Mark Shaw. And then basically 
continue indirectly continue the legacy. You know, he just like he was basically he said his 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 father. He said, look, you should join this set of group of people that get you, you know, because you're such a you're such a focused individual, you know, in your particular craft. You can hone your skills even better if you go here. Yes. So that's a great it's a great storyline that is it's basically untouched and can definitely be fostered in more. And like Barry's saying, if anything, we can we'll definitely can come back with the Mark Shaw version, uh, the edition of Manhunter. But definitely Paul, Paul Kurt is is the character that we're talking to about, about right now, but he has given more than enough. Oh uh, my gosh. A, more than enough story, more than enough um uh, intertwining inter in, intrigement is the best word I could say yes. for for anybody to continue and start watching this. So it basically all we're saying is that when you guys get a chance, listen, go and check out your local comics, check back into it and look into finding Manhunter. Now Again, you're going to come across, there's there's some other issues as well, but if you look back at the ones from the 1970s, 1974, yeah. 1974, you can start from there. At least that part will definitely get you into the Paul Kurt you know, rendition, and then yes. you can definitely go from there. Yeah, and his legacy. And I know we haven't talked about, I know there's more. So just like that. Right. You know, that's what I'm saying. There's more. <laughs> there, there's more. I mean, let's go away. So we have Paul Kirk. We've got um, uh, Kate Spencer. Mark, Mark like, Shaw. And Mark Kate Shaw. Spencer. Kate Spencer. Mm -hmm. And Mark Shaw's run is still around. Like right now, he's gone out full out villain. So he's going by the name of Leviathan with his own organization. And he had to fight the, the League of Shadows with Ra Rachel Ghoul. So there's mm -hmm. a lot more to it. And he's yeah. a great gateway. And he's even teamed up with Sid with a lot of characters, including Batman. So not only did he show up in the Batman issues, yep. him and Batman did team up the original to deal with the council at one point. So we've talked a lot. There's a lot going on. Mm. I got a, I'm a real fan for this character. So that being mm -hmm. said, it's time to do what we do. Rod, we if do you it. had to cast some of these characters, who, who, who do you, who Paul Kirk, Kirk, Paul, Paul, Paul Kirk, Kirk to Paul, who, who, yes. who is your man? Listen, for me, Seeing that how he is, you know, you know me, everyone who watches, you know how I go. I go with the characteristics, like we all do, but I go with the characteristics. I go with what's, what I pull from this character. What mm -hmm. I pull from Paul is that he's athletic. He's, uh, he's a, he's a guy who, who does what he has to do for the greater good, but he's not, he's not going against his boundaries of, you know, his ethics in that regard. Right. I chose because this particular actor, he's done a couple of stuff and, Definitely the latest, the, one of the latest stuff projects that he put out definitely made me think of him. Ryan Gosling. So I will go with Ryan Gosling. Now, again, we know him from, uh, you know, if you're looking at that, that Sergeant Jerry Woodard, like, you know, Gangster Squad, you know, he does some stuff, you know, whatever, you know, but, but the main thing I want to, I want to really say is the gray man. The gray man to me, his last project that he did. Right. That basically just kind of opened up doors because not only did, you know, I, I you know what? Let's go back. Let me, let me, let me make sure I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to hit this guy with the right, with the right, uh, answer, I should say is, you know, uh -huh, uh -huh. it's all, it's all the great. You know, what? it's all about the great. You know, Ryan, Ryan also did, um, running. Um, oh my God. He did, he did, he, he did he do the running? 
No, he didn't. Blade Runner. The Blade Runner, yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, the new Blade Runner. Runner. Right. Blade Runner. He, did, yeah. he did the last Blade Runner. So that's where is it. But my head is thinking on the gray matter. Because if you see him in the fighting techniques and the action that he did within that within, with uh, with uh, Chris Chris Evans, mm-hmm. I don't know if mm-hmm. you got a chance to see that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, call, very, it's very uh, it's very intriguing and just basically giving me, giving me the chills thinking like he can carry out any of the action scenes. He can carry out the 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 visuals and the and the intensity of being a spy type of character so you know he can just be he can be very intriguing be very convincing when he needs to when he's talking to people to get information and whatever case be but still have that look that he can stand on top of a building like bats and give you that looking like "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm hold my bear i'll be right back okay so yeah i'm gonna go with ryan gushlin as my choice, Phil Hulker. Okay, I like that. I really do. I really do like that. That was uh, you caught me off guard on it. He's like, he's coming off from left field. Oh, okay, you got me good, uh, right? Um, so, and here's my other question for you: How would you see this done? Would you like to see this as a movie, uh, a, a TV series, a animated series, um, a, a, a streaming series, right? Be it if it's like. Netflix or HBO or whoever, like how do you envision that with with Ryan? Like, that's you what know what, Ryan? So that's my question. Yeah, I, I I would I would go with a movie. Now it's debating if I want a movie, I want a, if I want a series because it's a live action. I definitely want a live action with this one. Right. Um, he has a lot of story, and this is where can we truncate his storyline in a movie? You know me, everybody. I always talk about the three type movies. You can go in three movies. But that might not be enough for him to get a good story arc on him mm-hmm. being cloned. And, you know, sorry, him dying. Let's let's start with the obvious. Being who he was in the original, you know, original part of his life, then dying. Again, you know, him and the bull elephant. And yeah, not to sound bad, Ryan. If you're watching this, I apologize and I say it in advance. Yeah, I'd like to see you go. You know, go battle against a, a, a bull elephant. <laughs> a, a bull elephant. I know you ain't going to win, bro, because I've heard of the script. I'm part of the script. You don't win. But I'm happy that we brought you back. Yes, oh, I want to see you come. I want to see you just like say, and you just are twisted over here as the elephant tramples you over. But then next scene, you see the light fade out. And then all you see, the same thing like, um, uh, the, I just had a quick glimpse of uh, Robocop. When you just say, everybody coming to his face like, is he okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. The bubbles, like Wolverine. Wolverine is in his in his tank, whatever. He's like phase out, phase in, and phase out. And as they say, we've been we've been hitting you subliminally with all this information and just keeping you up to date. So so you know, yeah. So he comes out. The hell happened to me? Yes, I want to have the I want the first line of this man walking out of the tank coming from Ryan's lips. I want Ryan to be saying, "What the? Like, what did you? Right there." Take my money, take my money. Okay. Ryan coming up, okay. coming out of coming out of thief, I'm uh, coming out of stasis pod. It's like all drenched up in water. I was like, what? The? I just remember seeing gray heels in my eye. That's the last I remember. <laughs> gray heels. What? Where? Where am I now? <laughs> am I wet in my own blood? No, this looking kind of translucent like water. What kind of? Where? Where am I? Thank you. I can go on and talk about that, but that'll right, be the right. that that section right there. Act, right, right. That act, that's the part I want to see. That's the part you want to see. Okay, end, okay. End gotcha, of act one gotcha. into act two. When this guy comes out, what the? So with that, let's mm-hmm. go back to your statement. Yeah, uh-huh. it has to be a series. 
So give okay. me a Netflix, give me a series, give me, give me at least, and maybe three seasons, but you're giving me three seasons where you know you got a good, you got a, you got enough story right. to pull it out. Give me a series and a half to get through what we know. Yes. And give me a, the rest of that series of season two. Yes. And another series and another season to have fun with it. By that time, you guys can write out so much stuff. So that's what I expect. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. So I went deep on this because this, this is, this is, this is, this is, mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. For me. it's up there with Guyver and Gatcha Man and mm. right, right. Okay. So we realize how this is about to go down. Glasses are off. Um, so I, I went and I was a little bit overzealous. And if you got other people you can want to throw in there, you can let me know. So I will make this for my fan casting. I think this guy has the look of it. He's got the, the jawline. He, he, he's done other uh, projects before, and I really want him to sink his teeth in, not just as an actor, but more as an action star. He he wants to do it. He's done action before, and I enjoyed his movies. So, for for Paul Kirk mm-hmm. and all his clones, mm-hmm. I want it to be... Oh, yeah. Uh, about the clone part. That's another part. Uh, sorry. Right? 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 So, yes. Yeah. I agree with you. It's got to be a series. Gotta, I want to be a streaming series. A TV series was going to water it down too much. Give me a streaming series. HBO, come on. You got your stuff. Use it. I'm going with Aaron Eckhart. Right? Oh, wait a minute. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. So, anyone listening, um, Aaron Eckhart, he played he played uh, Two-Face in the Dark Knight trilogy with Christian Bale. Yep. Right, he was Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. He was also in another movie called I Frankenstein, where yep. it's like Frankenstein and it wakes up present day, and he's Frankenstein's monster, and he's hunting down like other monsters. So, Aaron Eckhart, that that's who I want as my big game hunter, Paul Kirk, Kirk to Paul. Let Let's go, let's go, <laughs> right? Okay, that that's one. Now I went, I went, I said I was overzealous when it came to Christine, the Interpol agent. Who's okay. in there? And she's not a love interest. This is what I like about it. She's not a love interest. She's not the damsel in distress. She is an important person on the team. So this here, I, I like this actress, and I would love to see her on screen with Aaron in that role, how it works out, right? Where she's trying to hunt him down, then she ends up teaming up with him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going with uh, Christina Hedricks. She was at TV show Mad Men. You know, she's done smaller okay. roles on, um, was it Good Wives? Uh, that just, it just recently got canceled. She's had other roles, uh, but Christina Hedricks, yes. Okay. Right? So that's, that's two. When this series is going, everyone's always going to want to know, okay, you know, you got the robots, they can be CG'd, the, the Manhunters can be CG'd, or they can be brought in a costume, but it doesn't have to be CG'd, but brought in a costume and do that whole aspect. But at one point, you have to bring in Mark Shaw as that okay. carry-on character. And, and of course, you can bring back the original, you know, uh, Aaron Eckhart can come back as Paul Kirk or Kirk to Paul, and he can deal with uh, – Mark Shaw at some points. Mm-hmm. And here's an actor that went out differently. So this actor, who I'm going to call out to play Mark Shaw, usually does a lot of comedies. He's done some serious roles, but in his own personal life, he's had to deal with addiction, overcoming that, and he's using that. And I don't think Hollywood's giving him enough of a credit. They like him as the, the fun, goofy guy, you know, and sometimes he plays a dick in the movies, and that's what he's known best for. Mm-hmm. But you give him a Mark Shaw tortured kind of womanizing character, so he's good, he's bad at the same time. He almost plays a villain. So heel turn, as I like to say. 
Give me Sean William Scott. Stifler from American Pie. Wow. Dude, where's my car? Right. Right, with uh, Ashton Kutcher. You give me, you know, the rundown with The Rock. Give me Sean William Scott to play Mark Shaw. First of all, this guy loves to work out, so he's always in shape. <laughs> he, he, he he seems like Mark Shaw. When his hair is long and you look at Mark Shaw, you're like, okay, I can see him doing mm-hmm. it, you know. So that that's where I went. And then let me pull up my other note here, right, um, which is dealing with the ninja master. Japanese ninja master is uh, Asono uh, Natobi. Mm-hmm. And I had to go deep for this character, and I wanted to do him right. And let me see. Yes, okay. I'm going to butcher his name. I apologize to you all. And including the actor himself. But here we go. Hiroko Sanada. I think I said it right. You're going to go, who the heck is Hiroko Sanada, Barry? He's best known and he played in The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. He was his main co star that when he, you know, showed Tom Cruise how to be a samurai in that movie. That That's this, the, the most, you know, prominent role that I can come to with that. So if you look up The Last Samurai, mm-hmm. he was that samurai that taught Tom Cruise's character in the movie. Horoku Sanada? Yes. Yes. He would be my ninja master. He would be the character that's still carrying on. Yeah. Right? And he's, don't get it wrong. He's done a couple of... He's done enough stuff. Yeah. He's, for anybody else, he's also... Um, okay, so for one, he's in Wolverine. Yep. He was in Wolverine as uh, as a father. The, the um, uh, uh, Oko's, uh, Kyoko's uh, father. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, also Mortal Kombat. He was Scorpion. Yep. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, he, that... You, you'll recognize when you see his face, you'll be like, "Oh, I know who you are." Yeah. 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 So that's my rundown right there. Aaron Eckhart, uh, 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 Christine Hedricks, uh, Sean William Scott, and, uh, you know, uh, Heroku. Heroku. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Th- those, those are my main people that I would love to see. Uh, Christina Hedricks. That's right. Main people that I would like to see in the role of the Paul Kirk universe of Manhunter. Okay. Right on. And I think each of them would bring something. Like, I mean, you know, Aaron, he would get that lead role. He would come back. Christina playing an Interpol agent. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people look at her and she's she's a phenomenal actress. But of course, the fact that they look at her and they and it's they see her and they, they're like, oh, like she's easy on the eyes. But they almost overshadow at times the ability that she has in the actress. Right. Right. And, and come on, I would love to see her in more of an action role. Like she's done the drama. She's done the comedy. She's done the, you know, all that. I would want, I want to see her in an, a full action movie. She, for sure. You know, and play an Interpol agent. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And she's not the, the damsel in distress or she's not the love interest. She's just straight out there as a character. This is what I like. This pings off a lot of things for me. Sean William Scott, 
as Mark Shaw. Yeah, that pings off a lot of things for me. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Sonoda pings off a lot of things for me. I think you put those four together, got a movie. That's right. Got a series. Got a series. Got a series. Got a series. That, that's my series right there for Manhunter, you know, not talking Kate Spencer. And I mean, keep in mind, these characters do show up. I mean, Kate Spencer did show up on, on one of these TV shows. I can't remember CW and all that. Or no, Power. Mm-hmm. It was Power. She played Kate Spencer, but she never got into a costume of Manhunter. They just said, oh, the way she goes after people in the courtroom is like she's a Manhunter. That's all they did. If you want to see more of the Manhunters, they show up in the Green Lantern video game that came out on Xbox years ago. And you do end up fighting the Manhunters throughout the video game. They're, they're the villains. The If you watch the TV show, the cartoon, Shadow of the Bat, the 3D animated cartoon with, um, you know, of course, Batman that came mm-hmm. out two seasons. There is a whole episode on Manhunter where they bring in Paul Kirk when he's still fighting his clones, but in not his, not the version two of his costume, but version one of his costume. And he teams up with Batman. So that brought back some good vibes where you see that character. So for anyone watching and listening, that's where you got to go and watch. That's the games you got to play. Then the books you got to read. Find it, as we said, support the books. Any last words, Rod? Um, you know what? Listen, um, I like I like what we got. I like what we brought, man. I, I I hope that everyone is listening. That you guys took in some you know some good information and you know was able to just feel yourself more connected with these with this character, uh, characters. Because we basically we talked about a good amount of them. Um, but the Manhunter himself, this is something that can definitely work. You know, we we do say this sometimes at the end of our shows a lot or towards the end of our shows, but this is a character. Um. You know what? The main thing is we always like to bring characters to you that we know that you guys will like and that Noah has a good fighting chance to actually make it out. And if we're able to cast, get a cast, if it's ever to come to light and, you know, someone right. take it and produce it. So I would definitely say the Manhunter, it's a character that people have, have are unknown, is unknown to people. But bringing it out, like I'm saying, all right now, this is the, this is the time. This is the era. This is the this is the. This is the, the this is not saying the golden era. This is not the golden age. This is the time to do these type of characters to bring comic and an, comic um, characters to life and bring yeah. breathing life into them. Manhunter will do so well, given the chance. You have the opportunity to basically break it out and extend it into different universes. I will just say, even for myself, it makes me think of you got the opportunity of doing this like. Um, the the Robert Patterson Batman. Yes. How dark that was. Yes, yeah. this dark, just like uh, the the Dark Knight, you know, with with uh, Christian, you know, version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can see when you see the way this the scale of the of the movie talking, showing Gotham and in its entirety, how big and how how vast it is. Yeah, you can have a character like this who's also working in the trenches there as well and then basically coming to life so yeah i can if i'm seeing the batman that movie the latest uh, rendition that they brought out manhunter could actually work in there in that world as well oh, and have and have that darkness and it just basically shows the intrigue and the and the intrigue the the the, the spy espionage type of attitude that can come towards it basically be giving you the ability to to now dig deeper and again these characters is is 40 50 years old in 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 that give give or take or so but we can modernize that right now 
and it will work in so smoothly. It will translate. It's not. It's easy. not. It's not. It will translate. It's not a hard. It, it won't be a hard transition not to do. So nope. for me, this all I can say is, let's do the man. Let's do Manhunter. Some of us good. Let's do it. Great. You know, HBO. We look at you. Let's do it. Right on. So I'll wrap this up and make it real quick here. Bottom line is, you heard us talk about it. I hope you liked it, uh, enjoyed it. Manhunter, bottom line is, Manhunter could be the gateway to a lot, a different aspect of the DC universe that we've not seen in a live action treatment. Oh, Meaning, it, it gives you the, the, the chance to bring over Batman and let Manhunter team up. Okay. It gives you the chance to bring in the Green Lantern Corps and deal with some of their lore. Okay. It gives you a chance to deal with the, 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 the uh, league of, you know, the, the supervillains, right? Mm. Uh, uh, oh, you know, okay. So bring in even supervillains. And it finally brings in the espionage aspect within the DC universe. We have it in Marvel with S.H.I.E.L.D. and the agencies they have to fight. So like AIM Bad. and Hydra and so forth. Bad. Now we don't really have that much with DC outside oh. of Suicide Squad, has, you know, Task Force X. He does show up in Task Force X. Uh, no, yeah. uh, Mark Shaw. So yeah, 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 yeah. Lot, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about maybe Mark Shaw, maybe definitely separately. But Paul Kirk Manhunter is the gateway to a lot of the DC universe from a different aspect that we've never seen before. That gets us away from the capes and cowls for a bit, a little bit different flavor. And sometimes you got to have a little bit of a different flavor, but still within the same bowl to mm -hmm. keep it spicy. Yep. So on that note, <laughs> whoo. I'm Barry3D, as always, with who? Rod C. Let's go. Right on. This his this his has been the, I, I'm losing my words. This has been the Iconist Podcast, and the icon is today, as we said before, Paul Kirk, Manhunter. Sure. This mm -hmm. whole world literally started with a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. Let's do it. Route. Let's go. Route. <sighs> we need more mm. clones. <laughs> A lot of paperwork, but we can get pretty stuff. We can figure it out. Right on, right on. As long as we don't turn on us, we're good. Right. Okay, it's bad. Bye, everyone. <laughs>